0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new Ian Hates Conversations music edition. I am so happy to finally get you this brand new episode featuring Sean Dowling of Synapses Firing. This was recorded a while back when it was very, very cold, so please forgive my first few sentences. I hadn't warmed up yet, and he will be able to tell. I'm going to keep this short, but Synapses released their EP, I've Grown Cold, no pun intended, last year and it was one of my favorite releases of 2017. I know you're gonna like this, so let's get to it with a song from that very EP, Here's Beautiful. Enjoy. everyone and welcome back i am here with sean dowling of synapses firing the experimental rock band from new york sean how are you doing on this cold cold day
1: yo yo pretty good man just uh hanging out did a lot of shoveling the past couple days it's a fucking mess out there but uh doing good man i just got back from some uh
0: cold basketball and uh yeah i'm just hanging out so that was your gym time
1: that was my gym time, yeah, my hungover uh, basketball. <laughs> Indoors, mind you, not, out, not outside. But that uh, might
0: have been the most insane thing I've ever heard, if you said you were playing basketball outside right now.
1: Yeah, no, 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 definitely inside. But um, I am one to, at times,
0: go hit up the cold-weather courts,
1: man, as long as it's dry.
0: How bad does New York have snow right now?
1: Um... I gotta say, it wasn't as fucking crazy as they seemed to, like, make it out to be. Like, I like I was pretty worried the other day. I was out at a, uh, my internship, like, kind of late, and it was already, like, you know, 12, like, 1 in the morning. Right. And, you know, they, they, they hyped it up as this, the bomb cyclone, <laughs> which right. I thought was, like, the most ridiculous fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and it's like, you know, mainstream media in 2018. It's like, thanks, guys. Thanks right. for that. But, uh, you know, it was whatever. I didn't think it was that. We've definitely had crazier snowstorms, even in the past couple of years. Oh, for sure. Um, how bad did you guys get it? You're out in Boston, right?
0: Yeah. And, yeah, it was, it was bad enough that they didn't cancel work. But if you couldn't get there, then you didn't have to go in. Oh. But I think the worst part is the cold now.
1: Yeah, it's just cold as fuck. Well, well, anytime there's a situation like
0: that, I I make up some reason that I can't get there. I'm just like,
1: no, I can't. It's impossible, man. What am I supposed to do? I have to stay home.
0: Right. I mean, now I would assume (laughs) that in New York, the train doesn't actually stop that often.
1: Yeah, well, the trains keep running, dude. That's what's crazy about New York City, man. It's like the trains fucking suck worse than ever right now. But, like, they go, man. Like, even on, like, you know, uh, crazy weather days and whether it's, you Uh, know... um, Obviously, stuff like Hurricane Sandy, like they had to shut it down. But um, shit was still running for like well into that, as far as I know or as far as I remember. Like uh, yeah, people depend on it, so it's like it's always basically operational. But I have heard some horror stories the last couple of days. People trying to get to work, having to wait for like four or five trains.
0: Oh right, it's fun stuff, dude. Yeah, living of in New York City. <laughs> well, Look, you're living the dream.
1: I'm living the dream, dude. Waiting. <laughs> seven different trains to go to fucking brooklyn it's great
0: well i do want to go back real quick to your basketball game so did you do like pickup is it something in your gym that you're able to play there
1: oh i was just shooting around with a friend of mine who's got like uh he he gets like guest passes at this one place which apparently i think they've seen me go so much that they like stop giving a fuck because i just kind of show up (laughs) 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 They no one's asked me yet if i like actually go to the gym i don't it's too expensive for me but uh yeah, just like I play a lot of, uh, like uh, this this year especially, I made a point to like get back into like skateboarding and uh, mm-hmm. basketball. Just like shit that I like to do that, you know, keeps me in shape. And, uh, you know, I would say any any vocalist out there, um, just get your fucking cardio on, man. Right. Makes all the difference. Get some cardio in your life.
0: <laughs> well, I remember you skateboarding in the music video for Skin. That's right good
1: call out bro skateboarding in 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 the wrong shoes mind you if you're watching (laughs) that video i'm wearing i didn't think about that until later because we were like oh that would be cool we can do these like follow cam shots of like you on a skateboard i'm like awesome but would it look weird if i switched my shoes at this point in the video and we were like yeah fuck it so i'm riding i'm wearing like nike like airs or something on a skateboard and it felt so fucking awkward but it was fun.
0: I'll tell you this, I know nothing about skateboarding besides the actual concept. So what shoes are you talking about that are better for skateboarding? Because they're flatter?
1: Yeah, it's usually just like flatter, like um, you know, skate shoes. For me, I was always a fan back in my like uh, younger skater days of like the Converse and Vans, like type of shoes. That's probably why my feet and ankles are fucking fucked up right now. But um, (laughs) it is like a better like feel, you know. People like, uh, used to wear those like puffy like dcs and shit Mm -hmm. like that was definitely like my generation too and like if i if i am skating now i usually do buy something that's like a little more like um just like durable more padding and it's like uh you don't look as cool but uh (laughs) (laughs) i'm well past the point of ever looking cool on a skateboard (laughs) so i wear shit like that and uh yeah it's great i'm I, i should mention i suck at skating i'm okay i like doing it but uh our drummer, Paul, is, like, actually really, really good, so.
0: Oh, okay.
1: We have some skater cred in the band, for sure, man.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, for going in a straight line in that video, it looked like you were pulling it off.
1: Oh, dude, I went in a fucking straight line in that video. You better believe it, Ian hates <laughs> I mean, I was, I was really going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should
0: tell you, we actually just filmed, now that we're on the topic, we actually
1: yep. just filmed another video.
0: I heard. I saw some Instagram posts about it.
1: Yeah, bro. Um yeah with this with the nightmare film crew out in long island it's for the for the track mistakes so, oh very nice uh, okay that should be out sometime in the next couple months and it's gonna be it's gonna be fucking weird i'm excited for <laughs> it if you like if you like weird videos that look straight out of the 90s um pete and pete influenced whoa <laughs> wow
0: not literally awesome. i wish oh. i keep
1: like 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 I, I wish it was like an actual pete and pete video someday right. when we have budgets and shit um i'm chock full of weird video ideas that i would love to do where we could actually have like set design and all that but uh right those are just dreams ian hates Uh,
0: for now for For now. now yeah dude but i i will say i think you do know me at least relatively well you know i like the weird so hell yeah i am very much looking forward to that is there any little hint that you can give everyone about what the concept was
1: yeah well um if you go and look at our instagram mm-hmm. you'll see a picture of our friend adam who is a giant he's a big <laughs> dude and uh we dressed him up as like this grim reaper right. sort of spectery character and uh part parts of the video is is him sort of following me around and uh, if you listen to the song mistakes mm-hmm. um i guess you can kind of put two and two together on your own but right. you know that song's a lot about um kind of our current culture and um I don't know. I feel like this generation has become for better, or for worse, like very judgmental of one another, you know, not always, um, for the worst reasons, like, right. you know, but it, it it is definitely a generation that was raised on these ideals of perfection. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's other aspects of the video that deal in that. And then we have, uh, you know, the Grim Reaper sort of just always being there is to me, uh, Something that we all kind of forget when we're like busy nitpicking one another is like, hey, uh, we're all kind of fucked. So right. maybe
0: right.
1: let's be nice. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, that's a good way to put it. But that's part of it. Now, I'm looking forward to that, obviously. But let me also, while we're on the You're topic. You're going to love it. Oh, I know. I, I'm sure <laughs> that I'm going to love face. it. <laughs> For the EP, I've Grown Cold, which is where Mistakes is from. How did you decide on mistakes being the one that you would actually do a full music video for?
1: I don't know that's a good question like if we had more money um I would have liked to have we might still do some like we did like some like little visual like sort of just like you know they're like nothing they're like these little animated loops when we dropped like the initial singles right um which I thought was kind of a cool idea um mm-hmm. but um you know, if we had more money, we probably would have drop the album with like a video for beautiful but um i don't know man mistakes like over time has definitely become the the track that i'm like probably it always changes you know but like Mm -hmm. right now that's the one that i'm like vibing to the most out of like our shit and um i think it's like a unique song it's also like more to like the just the straight up rock side than the post hardcore side so we kind of want to Get that out there, and also just like, I I can't really explain it, dude. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> you know, sometimes you just have those instincts where I'm like, yeah, I just want to make it for this one, right? Um, and then like that's that,
0: you know. When that kind of thing happens, where you're like, okay, now I'm kind of vibing on this track over some of the others. Do you ever change your set list around when you're out doing live shows, where maybe you'll? Yeah, play, we do, you
1: know? we do. Um, depending on like when we've played stuff, where like um. We just started doing these, like, bi-monthly spots at this place in Brooklyn uh, called Legion Bar. Mm-hmm. And we, we're the guy that owns it is nice enough to kind of let me uh, put together the lineups and stuff. So it's, like, you know, the first show we did there, we did, like, one set that we're playing there again in February. And we'll probably do, like, some different stuff and mix it around. We always try to, like—I've um, been in bands in the past where it's, like, it's cool and all, and it, it doesn't really necessarily— matter but like um you know certain bands or bands I've been in would just always have the one set list that we were just comfortable with and we would always do that. Right. I just think it's cool for us. It's cool for listeners. It it kind of rewards people who do actually come out to like every show mm-hmm. for us to be like, hey, like you know, we do have you know a whole full length album before the EP that not that many people heard. So sometimes we'll bust out some of those songs. Right. You might hear some new shit. Um the way me and paul our drummer operate and now we have uh isaiah playing bass in the band and he's just like quick as fuck like i mean he can just learn shit like so quick um that's great we've done it in the past where we have like a brand new fucking song that we're just like this is barely done but like we're just gonna play it fuck it who cares nice and it's fun to do shit like that especially at shows like that where it's like you know it's a lot of friends it's a lot of uh you know but uh yeah we like to fuck around we like to switch it around for sure
0: that seems like a good way to be and you mentioned it and I was going to bring it up a little bit later, but we might as well talk about it here now. So the way I found out about Synapses Firing and yourself is the producer for Ian Hates, Ty, actually, Yeah, yeah he's the one that was like, hey, you got to check out this EP. It's really good. And obviously I agreed. And then I look back into your catalog and that's where you brought up Forgive. Which was your debut full length album that came out in twenty sixteen and that's really damn good too. So Oh thanks, man. Yeah, it makes me feel good to hear that every once in a while you'll throw in one of those tracks when you're or maybe multiple when you're out doing it live.
1: Oh, hundred percent, dude. I mean, well, first of all, shout out to fucking uh T Rock man. Oh, what yeah. a guy. What a dude. That's he's awesome a good guy that he uh he uh got you into it and that you actually like dug the shit. Yeah, he's always been like one of those dudes. I mean, uh the Bronx scene, uh it's, it's not what it used to be right now, unfortunately, but um, back, like, you know, even, like, three, four years ago, um, it was fucking so good, and there was just so many great shows happening. And, uh, yeah, uh, T-Rock was always one of those dudes who was at, like, every single show. He would film stuff for bands, take pictures. Like, he's always been very involved, and it's like it makes me happy that he's, like, still super involved because uh, a lot of people from, like, our era... You know, I get it. We're all in, like, our mid-20s now, so people, like... They either feel like they're just like too old, or they have like That's other cool. shit going on. You know, I understand sure. that, but um, it's a lot cooler when you do stay involved, <laughs> like T-Rock. Very but uh, yeah, man, thank you, thank you for saying that. And uh, the way I look at it, dude, the way um, Paul I think looks at it as well is like we were a very, we're still like a pretty new band, and I forget that sometimes. It feels like I've been doing this a long time, right? But um, you know, we had we put out that full length, and like just about a year later, we dropped the EP. So even though, um, we did it with two different producers, um, I kind of see those two as like, sort of like a continuation of like one another. They're definitely in like the same universe. I just think the EP is like a bit of like the heavier side. Sure. And, uh, yeah, I hope people who hear the EP will go back and check out the, the full length. Um, cause I, I like it.
0: <laughs> no, absolutely. And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but I would say in general, a lot of times that's what an e p does or that's what the e p is best at is really showing you like, hey, this is what we're good at, this is what we do, and then check out what we've also done,
1: yeah, fuck yeah man I mean, um you know, well it's something we talk about a lot it's just like you know little by little, it's just like um um I definitely write songs every day, I definitely play guitar every single day um mm-hmm. it's become my fucking life and it's great and i'm super thankful that i have like this outlet and uh you know i wasn't expecting to like just drop an album and it to magically become like this thing where so many people are suddenly into the music um but it was definitely something where um when we did put it out it's not that like we were shocked you know we were super happy that people locally and people we knew uh, we're into it but there was just a, f- a few people like outside of our you know immediate scene or whatever that did hit us up and um mm-hmm. did come out to shows or you know even just getting to work with jay moss that's all because of that record that we recorded in the bronx with dave andronico who's an incredible producer but he's also mm-hmm. like our homie so nice. you know that felt that was a very homegrown thing that we recorded over a series of like a couple months here and there on like weekends when dave dave's like a super busy guy you know working musician working producer um so when we could we would pop in and it was um you know it was like a crazy time in all of our lives and like uh it's one of those things a year a year or so removed from that record i look back on it like so fucking fondly dude right and uh at the time we were putting it out even like this is the first project i've ever done like lead vocals in um And like, you know, really, like I was always in other projects where I would write some of the stuff, but it was never just like me, like predominantly writing all the songs. So it was a lot. And it was a lot of doubt. It was a lot of just me understanding, like my voice, understanding, you know, other people's opinions and whatever it is. So um, feeling good about it now feels great because when we first made it, I was kind of like there was a lot of moments, you know, as I'm sure any artist, any musician. Even at the top of their game, um, probably feels this way sometimes. It's like, what the fuck am I doing, dude? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what have I done? <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> well, not only that, you're putting yourself out there with writing lyrics and doing vocals, but you're also doing the guitar work and the bass for both releases, right?
1: Yeah, I I played bass and guitar on it on everything.
0: That's got to be, I guess I would say crazy a little bit to be doing so much. With, you know putting everything together but is that kind of the way you are where you like that control over pretty much all aspects of what you're doing
1: yeah i like it i'm trying to be more like open like especially mm-hmm. like so with paul it's like paul has been jamming with me on drums before he was even in this band we were oh, okay. in different bands in the same studio um and we would just kind of always be there like late at night chilling and like you know it's the type of environment where everyone's hanging out sometimes partying and then you'll randomly right. just be like yo you want to fucking go jam real quick and then we'll be playing songs and uh so me and paul have had that like jamming sort of relationship for a while now and it did take time i mean when we first started um i i try not to be like you know i want everyone to like do their thing you know and especially right, right now um the members that are in the band are both so like great and they're both Awesome musicians and they're both dudes who can play like everything, funny enough. Mm -hmm. It's like like um Isaiah is like also like an amazing guitar player and he's like a sick drummer too. I don't even fucking know. And Paul too, Paul can like play everything. He's like good at producing. So it's like, you know, there might be times where um I'll be like that maybe wasn't like my initial idea for something, but I'm down to like let them do their thing and it's just it's just a relationship that gets developed over time, you know. Now it's like Like, I always tell them, like, you know, just serve the song at the end of the day. You know, if the song's like a simple, powerful part, um, obviously it doesn't need like a majillion different things going on in the rhythm section. But, you know, maybe it does. Don't limit yourself. Play whatever the fuck comes to your mind. And we do a lot of that. We do a lot of damning. But occasionally I will. You know, I I started out as a bass player. so. Oh, okay. um, when i was younger i was always playing bass and bands and i I went to school for music for a little while and it was mainly doing like bass and production um so a a lot of times i will have like a specific idea for like the bass or just like the drum beat and then i'll just be like yo you know kind of do your thing with it or really what i'll do and like uh sometimes you know again it's like you don't want to limit people these dudes are like amazing players but i'm i'm always like simplicity guy so I'm always ah, like, okay. just fucking keep it simple, keep it simple. But what I will do is be like, okay, here's the part of the song, like the bridge or whatever. Maybe it'll be just a random, like extended part of the chorus. Then I'll be like, okay, here's the part where you could add some crazy shit, you know? Ah, okay. So I kind of uh, limit it in that. I try not to be too much of a fucking control freak, but to answer your question, <laughs> I do like being <laughs> in control of shit, perhaps to a fault.
0: Understood. Yeah. Like I said, I understand because I go through the same thing in a completely different way. So I definitely get that. It's interesting, though. You mentioned playing in other bands. And you mentioned you know starting with bass. Did you actually start with bass when you were learning instruments? Or did you start with guitar, move over to bass because other bands needed it?
1: Well, dude, literally the legend goes that okay. when I was like 12, there was a bass in my house. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. My uncle like had given my older brother... Uh, like a Fender jazz bass that I still have. It's a, it's a sick bass. Oh, nice. Um, and I was like in seventh grade, me and all my friends were listening to like fucking blink maybe two. Yep. And my, you know how it is you're in middle school and that one kid can play like brain stew on guitar. And you're like, Oh my fucking God, (laughs) dude, you're amazing. You can play fucking brain stew. You're incredible. (laughs) And I went home and like, was like, Oh shit, I have a bass. Like, and just literally started fucking around with that and probably begged like, everyone in my family to buy me a guitar for like 10 years. And like, right. I mean, they did eventually. So I shouldn't say <laughs> 10 years. I got to give props, you know? Uh, right. But for a while there, I, I literally just had a bass and that was that, you know, and nice. it was like, fuck it. I'll... And as you know, I mean, every band, especially when you're that age, uh, needs a bass player. So, yes. so I love it. I I still, I still get a little, uh, I get a little annoyed when people disrespect bass. I'm like, yo, exactly. take it easy, dude. Okay. Well. <laughs>
0: base matters (laughs) a hey hashtag base matters
1: hashtag more base
0: by the way just because i made that joke i noticed you're not on twitter right i'm not on twitter is there a reason for that
1: i just like never used it honestly i feel like um i don't know my main reason i maybe i should make a fucking twitter but like my main reason for using social media in the past was always just like talking to my friends um right when i was away at college or whatever and uh over time it became a way for me to just be a fucking idiot asshole online (laughs) um when i'm bored right um because it makes me laugh and it makes my friends laugh but um yeah i don't know twitter to me was always like if you're not like kanye west then like why have a twitter (laughs) but i guess that's not like i should maybe have one
0: technically it has been known to be good for bands that's yeah that's for sure. And I think that's why I asked the question in general. Because you're on Facebook and you're on Instagram, but then Twitter's like an a completely different animal.
1: Yeah. It seems like there's a lot of uh like people just end up with like connecting with um some like people that maybe they wouldn't have via Twitter a lot. So
0: You absolutely never know. But you heard it here first. Obviously. I'm gonna make a Twitter. <laughs> Yes. I actually have one. I've, I think I've made like four or five
1: Twitters over the years at times. Oh, really? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm totally going to fucking be on Twitter now. It's over, bro. And then I just never use it.
0: Makes sense. It does. <laughs> but let me go back because I went on that sidetrack there. Let me go back to when you started playing bass. Did you actually have any formal lessons? Did you have any vocal lessons at that time as well?
1: Um, not at first. Definitely not uh, vocal lessons. But uh, okay. I, I actually went to... Um, uh, Lehman High School in the Bronx. Hello, <laughs> which I I recently found out. I don't know if this is true, so don't quote me on this. But I just heard that Cardi B also went to Lehman High School in the Bronx. So oh wow, you know, shouts out to Cardi B, BX all day. You already know, <laughs> <laughs> which is totally fucking funny. But uh, you know, good for her. But um, absolutely. Yeah, there was actually so in Lehman. Um, I was like in. I'd say I was like in. Definitely fucking obsessed with music already. Like listening mm-hmm. to music, super into like that era of bands, you know, not to date myself here, but we're talking like 2005, 2006, like sure. just great music. And my brother cool. thankfully was really involved in the music scene and always brought me shows and gave me uh, awesome albums. But then cool. when I got to high school, uh, we had this great, great fucking guitar teacher named Dave Rose, who, um, you know, I give props to like the, the principal at that school because he really let Dave kind of be, like more, like just take more of like a modern approach to a music classroom, and it was oh. all like, you could be in like regular orc- orchestra music, or you could literally choose like to take like beginner guitar. Oh, that is so. Cool. That's what I did, and right away he was like, "Does anyone have a bass? Are there any like bass players?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'll I'll do it." Um. So Dave basically just like you know I was in like his beginner, then his intermediate, and then by the time I was a sophomore, I was already in like advanced guitar and it's so funny looking back now because like i don't know my style of guitar playing has really like simplified over time but um back then when i was like 15 dave had us playing like fucking dream theater shit in his class and like yeah he was like really (laughs) he he did not fuck around like he was a great he still is a great fucking teacher and a great guy and he was also one of the the founders of uh bronx underground which is like this booking company that did these amazing shows in the Bronx for like that throughout that whole time period basically. So it was, nice. it was awesome, dude. I mean, I just joined like my first like legit band when I was like 15 called a uh, silver metal, which was like just like this crazy fucking band. Nice. And I was younger than like everyone else in the band. And, uh, yeah, dude, it was just like, uh, you, you don't realize it at the time, but it was like, before you know it, you get like good at, uh, playing. And, uh, really for me, it was, um, discovering like songwriting you know like that's that's always been like my shit like that's the thing that i feel like i i actually can do well as opposed to like everything else that i do (laughs) (laughs) but uh in terms of vocals dude i honestly didn't really sing at all until like three four years ago like this is all pretty new to me
0: damn well you've certainly taken to it (laughs) i'll say say that for sure well let's go back then a second to the songwriting part how did you decide or how did you actually when was that spark I guess it's probably the best way to say it
1: Um I mean in Silver Metal, in that first band yeah. um I would it was very collaborative like um everyone would kind of bring songs to the table and uh Stefan, the guitar player in that band especially like he was just one of these dudes who like he was like what I would call like a tabbit master like <laughs> you know uh, sure. tabbit do you remember tabbit yep, yep. at
0: all <laughs> Yep
1: That's some throwback shit dude tabbit you write write these like little <laughs> MIDI uh tracks and he was like the king of like writing some crazy shit and bringing nice. like a tabbed file to practice and we'd be like dude we can't fucking play this like are you out of your mind <laughs> but um so through honestly a lot of influence from him and also the singer and drummer of that band and then um just being around like our scene dude it's like um there was just so much good fucking songwriting happening and like i almost didn't have like the confidence in the beginning but then once i started doing it and really getting into like structuring shit and uh just figuring out riffs that could like I still to this day dude like just things that transition naturally from one to the other, like um going from a riff to a chorus or, you know, a chorus to a bridge, whatever, like finding those easy and like natural transitions that don't sound like like when I'm listening to a a, a song, if a band does this, which sometimes you can pull it off, but like a band will be like like going on some riff and then it's like stop and then there's like a pause and then they like drop back into the chorus i'm always like no sure. like, <laughs> like <laughs> please don't do that but like it can be done well you know there's there's you know it's wide open so that was pretty much the beginning was like starting super young dude and before I knew it, by the time i was like 19 20 is um when i would say like i i had like my own guitar and like i would try to write like my own like shit Mm -hmm. that I really saw as, like, my stuff. And I had no idea what I was going to ever do with it. I kind of, in my mind, thought, like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'll have this, like, little acoustic project and I'll be in, like, my real band, Um, which at the time was a a heavy band, and I was just basically screaming.
0: Um, Oh, really? Okay.
1: Well, that wasn't that far back. I'm talking more like, uh, you know, 2012, 2013, I guess. Um, But at that time, I was writing songs that some have become synapses songs that you're just now fucking hearing so some of them are really old
0: oh wow okay so how do you write them then i mean just in concept wise are you a music before you know lyrics person are you writing songs all the time because you did mention you try and write every day so how is that process for you
1: um i write every single day i'm always especially writing lyrics like in my phone oh um, okay it's just become like a habit at this point. I've become big with like uh, dictation apps on the iPhone are sure. fucking great. So I'm that weirdo like on the subway or like in a bar who's like whispering into his phone because I just had an idea. <laughs> and sure. um, I don't know, man, like my I you mentioned this and you're now you're making me think about it. It's almost always music first. Like I'll okay. just riff around. Mm-hmm. I also tend to record uh gibberish melodies.
0: Ah, okay. Like
1: I'll literally, I have like endless videos on my phone, dude. If anyone ever wants <laughs> to really embarrass me, just like hack my shit, and I have like hundreds of videos of me playing guitar, and I'm literally like ah, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but later on, like it's so I usually do write melodies first, and then a lot of times I have lyrics just sitting there that I'm like, like mistakes definitely. I had all those lyrics like written more or less. Ah, okay. and then me and Paul kind of, I love that song for a lot of reasons, but um, that was definitely one that like. I had that riff and we just jammed and jammed and jammed, and it became that. And it was really, literally, probably one of the first times we fully jammed. Like, I transitioned to all those parts, probably more or less in the exact way you hear it in that song. And it was just one of those happy, like, accidents, which I love it when those happen. That's usually not like that, by the way. It's usually, (laughs) it's fucking painstaking. Yep. You know, but, um, yeah, in that case, um, it was all that. So, yeah, man, it's always, um, you know, I never, um, would define like, Oh, I always have to do this first or do this second or whatever. Um, but I am passionate about like when I do have an idea that just pops into my fucking head, mm. um, you know, those moments of quote unquote, you know, inspiration. Right. Um, I do, depending on the circumstances, drop fucking everything. And it's funny, actually where I got this whole like mentality from, believe it or not, was from Lady Gaga. Shout out. Okay. To Gaga, well, she does dude. listen. So. <laughs> Cause like, like I, I've always like thought she was kind of great and like kind of interesting, but there's mm-hmm. an interview with her where she basically talks about that. She's like the moments that you fail as like an artist is those moments where it is like three in the morning and you're like drifting off or you're just like, Oh, I'm tired. Like, you know, and sometimes I will have like a, a kind of cool idea mm-hmm. and you're just like, ah, eh, fuck it. I'm, it's, it's not even that good. And then you won't even go jot it down. Uh, but I have become very, like, passionate. She, she, she says in this interview, she's like, those are the moments that you, like, actually do fuck up. Like, as long as you're just passionately, like, stop everything, write down mm-hmm. everything, you'll never run out of, like, ideas and inspiration. So for me, it's like, dude, half the time, I'll be like, you know, I keep, like, a notebook by my bed. I'm mm-hmm. recording shit on my phone. Shower, you know, shower is always good for uh, <laughs> writing lyrics. But, um, dude, half the time I'll draw some shit down and I'll look at it a day later and be like, okay, what the fuck? No, like, you know, (laughs) what the hell even was this? But then another, you know, half the time I'll, even at the time that I'm writing something down, I'll be like, this is a fucking dumb waste of time. What am I doing? Like, you know, I just like pause this movie or whatever. I just inconvenienced everybody so I could write (laughs) some shit down. Like, who gives a fuck? And then I'll look right. at it at, like a week later and be like, "No, this is fucking good. Like, I'm so happy I, I got this down." And because uh, it's important to me, you know, right. I'm not afraid to say like, "This shit matters to me."
0: Yeah, I would hope so.
1: Yeah, but let's <laughs> yeah, all yeah, right?
0: <laughs> let's all thank Lady Gaga for that then.
1: Yeah, thank you, Gaga.
0: <laughs> By the way, did you see her on American Horror Story at all?
1: Um, fuck, what season was that? Cause, like,
0: six maybe. The hotel. Dude, as much as
1: I would have loved to see um Lady Gaga um you know looking all good and shit, I, <laughs> that show really fucking became hot garbage at some point. So
0: That is true. There there was some iffy I will tell you this though. You, I'm guessing then you did watch it for a while, right? When did yeah, you Yeah, I think
1: I watched up to like um season three or four and then um I tried like um like last year uh
0: Oh, the crazy cult one? Yeah,
1: the fucking Roanoke shit, dude. Someone someone I was dating at the time was, like, into it. And uh, I actually, funny enough, um, growing up would go to, to, like, the Outer Banks and, like, North Carolina and uh, Virginia, Mm -hmm. like, every summer. So I was like, dude, fucking Lost Colony, Roanoke. Like, I'm so into that. I've gone on, like, cool, like, ghost tours and shit. Right. And I, like, love shit like that. So I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And Cuba Gooding Jr.'s in it? Like, fuck yeah, dude. And then, like, three episodes in, I was like, yeah, no, I can't do this. This sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, no, I understand, and I I actually lost track during the Carnival one.
1: Yeah, that one got fucking weird, too. I did watch a little bit. The thing is, dude, TV is, like, so amazing right now, where it's like, am I really going to watch fucking American Horror Story, do, like, a reality show within a show within a show, and fucking Cuba Gooding Jr. is, like... freaking out uh no like i'm not (laughs) because fargo is on tv you know right game
0: thrones like it's a damn good show too no that's true i will say though if you are legitimately a fan of lady gaga and you think she's attractive and whatnot i would go back for hotel because that is actually a good season of that show i
1: so will and i definitely do think she's like crazy attractive so (laughs) yeah she gets (laughs) can't explain that one dude but
0: i can't explain either but yeah she gets almost nude in the probably like five episodes. Sean, are you there? Sean? All right, Sean, we had a quick technical difficulty. So we were just done talking with Lady Gaga, which I never have said on the show before. Nice. The
1: I'm the I'm I'm the dude, man. I'm the dude who's going to talk about Lady Gaga in probably every interview. So
0: that's the way to be. Well, you got to talk do, about man. what you love. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but let's get let's, let's 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 let's. I can talk about Lady Gaga all day, man. Let's get back on Let's ta- get back on task here, dude. Come on.
0: Understandable. Completely understandable. <laughs> well, I did want to bring up something that you had mentioned briefly before when you're talking about being in other bands. You said you were doing screaming you were doing unclean vocals yes how did that come about and then also why isn't that in what you're doing now were you not a big fan
1: no i mean i dude i love heavy music i love hardcore um Mm -hmm. i grew up i guess you would call me like a hardcore kid at certain times um and same with paul our drummer uh who's been in the band you know pretty much the whole time at this point but um so we we definitely have that like post-hardcore influence in our music still. Right. Uh the truth is dude, when yeah. I was I was in another band where I was screaming, uh, I actually had a lot of uh health problems at the time. I had a um uh sort of a, a problem um that was affecting my voice. Um technically I still have what's called GERD, which is like um just some fucking lame um disease where it, it um affects your esophagus and your ability to digest and uh, it was making me really fucking miserable so i had to take like a lot of time off um i basically quit that band for for a number of reasons not just because of uh health problems but that was definitely like a major factor right um and i was just kind of figuring out my voice and uh, it's still um it's still a fucking process dude like when we have a week with a lot of shows and um recording um I have to be conscious of, like, what I'm eating and uh, shit like that. Thankfully, it's much better. But at the time, it's basically um, the symptoms of GERD is, like, just really intense acid reflux. And at the time, I was having, like, on top of just, like, fucking mental shit that I still deal with. I was having, like, these um, intense, like, you get you literally get, like, attacks where it's, like, you, um, you just, I would wake up and my throat would be fucking burning. I would have, like, really bad heartburn. And it fucking sucked. I didn't know what was going on. Oh, wow. So it it took a while for me to get like diagnosed and then I had to like change my diet and obviously screaming, especially the way I scream and screamed Mm -hmm. back then and even song back then was definitely not like proper technique. Oh, So a lot of honestly starting synapses had to do with that because it was like, okay, I just want to sing for a while. I want to test out my voice, see how I do with this, Um, you know, take some time to recuperate and just figure out you know my diet um for me it was a lot of eating organic foods taking probiotics uh i was on medication for a while and now i'm like thankfully just off all that and can you know now now i'm at a point where i am mostly better and i can fuck around more
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and like i'll smoke I'll, I'll, i'll drink um and uh sometimes i will feel like symptoms but um thankfully it's a lot better and uh you know i still have to be conscious of it but um that was a big factor but um also i don't know man there was times um in certain synapses songs especially in the beginning where i would scream yeah. but at the time it was almost like i didn't want to like put that on the record because i'm like then i have to fucking do it every time
0: ah uh, sure and
1: i just didn't know at the time i was very like doubtful and i was very yeah. like still figuring shit out where i was like do i want to scream funny enough now in our live set i will throw in the occasional like little scream
0: oh okay Uh, um
1: so i still do it dude um i like screaming um i don't know as far as like our newer material that's gonna come out uh it's definitely not screamy okay (laughs) you heard it here first but um (laughs) yeah i still throw in the occasional like little little scream and shit i miss it too dude i do i miss being in like a really fucking crazy heavy band like that was always fun but right um, we bring a lot of that i think a lot of the times that especially recently when people have come to see us live uh a reaction we get a lot, and I love getting this. Is people are always like, "Dude, that was fucking heavy, man!" I'm like, "I didn't expect that," and I'm always like, "Yeah, thanks." <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right. It's more like intense, you know. I think there's ways to be heavy and powerful without just playing like the slowest, most detuned breakdown. Right. Uh, not that there's anything no, wrong with that. No, no but... <laughs> but
0: it's definitely a different style. <laughs> not my style, right. exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's 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 still a thing that we think about. We love you know heavy music and stuff like that. I definitely changed. Uh, my vocal style a little bit after all that and i I should definitely say like i mean uh it was a shitty time and it it was definitely fucking with my voice and like uh i was it's definitely when you're when you have like something like that that just like pops up out of nowhere and you know it made me like anxious to kind of go out sometimes i was a little like Mm self-conscious about it um but i definitely should say like you know um thankful to be like mostly young and healthy and all that you know it's like some people have it way way fucking worse uh and gert gert i know is is, it's pretty common amongst like americans like people if you have like any level of heartburn i think you like you're considered to maybe have it but i just happen to have like a shitty um like a pretty intense uh bit of it for a while there you know partially because i think of genetics but also just um like being an idiot, uh, being really unhealthy, you know, in college or whatever, and drinking and puking and, yeah, not good shit. So just involved a lot of me getting my health together and all that. But uh, I'm doing a little bit of the screams again, man. I love it. So I do that shit sometimes.
0: Well, I know you definitely enjoy it because I read, and I think we briefly talked off air about it before, like, you know, on Facebook and whatnot. But you're a big fan of Deftones and Glassjaw, right? Oh,
1: yeah, dude. I mean, that's like sort of like my era i mean those two bands definitely poison the well um oh sure yeah just like that era of like you know what i guess you would call post hardcore um Mm -hmm. is like always and forever my shit like um like my friends make like joke around about it but it's so true it's like i'm like i'm like the biggest fan of like Early like 2000s, like, like butt rock, <laughs> like, you know, but a lot of those bands are like, you know, incredible, and a lot of the shit holds up so well, a lot of it doesn't, but like, I love like those bands. I mean, I fucking love corn still, like, yeah, no, no shame. I love, I love almost every corn record. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, you know what, like, a lot of the corn shit that people hate on, right? I still kind of like, uh, yeah. Glass definitely. I mean, clearly, like there's, I don't think we've played a single show where at least one person is like, you like Glass And I'm like, I fucking do. Thank you. <laughs> like, uh, which is always, you know, I always think that's like a hu- that's a huge compliment. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I love I love that guy's vocals and definitely both of those singers people were people where at the time where I was kind of finding my confidence as a singer uh, just starting out. Um, I looked to them like stylistically to be like, right. yeah, like there's something, there's something to this. And you, you also said in your your uh, very kind review of REP that you saw some like Smashing Pumpkins in there, and I was like, fuck yeah, because yeah, I love oh, Smashing yeah. Pumpkins as well. And I, I think, uh, yeah, I think he's got an amazing voice as well. And it's not not your typical you know vocal style, but I love it.
0: No, that's true. And and I would definitely say, and I don't know if I said this in the review or not. But I also hear a lot of the, like, not the unclean portions of what Chino does in Deftones, but definitely, like, what he does vocally when he does cleans. I hear a lot of that in you as well. Oh, well, thanks so much, dude. I, I hope so.
1: <laughs> I hope so, you know? When I'm doing shit, it's like uh, singing is fucking weird still. It's a very, like, right. uh I don't know. I've definitely... uh went through the past couple of years. It's it's a good thing. It's it's actually been like weirdly unexpected and like hugely beneficial just kind of becoming comfortable, um being I guess uncomfortable singing and being a frontman and all that shit. Um right. and also just dealing with like other people's opinions, my own opinions. It's like uh you know, I'm I'm all about like uh say whatever the fuck you want you know if you like it you don't have to like love uh our music it's definitely not for everybody but i definitely am like i don't blame anyone else for this except me but i definitely am <laughs> like uh, the, i talk a lot of shit but i am like the most sensitive fucking person ever so when people are like yo even uh, your your review was was awesome and but i'm not gonna lie even your your partner dave just being like oh it was fine like that right. even that hurts my feelings i'm like, <laughs> like i'm like he thought it was okay what the fuck But you know that's, that's just like it doesn't fucking matter and it's uh i appreciate like you you guys your show you always do say like look we we're gonna say like uh you know how we feel about the shit and everyone's right. entitled to do that um you know whether they love it or not and uh i've had people be really really Kind about our band, I, especially when we started out. There's a few people, they weren't like dicks about it, but they're just like, You sing, like what? Because they just didn't, you know, know me as a vocalist. I'm just like, Yeah, right. you know, I try, but uh, <laughs> thanks for that, dude. Yeah, love Chino. Chino's the guy, He's, and they're still incredible. That's what's so cool. It's like, I just saw Glassjaw. Yeah, I've seen Glassjaw like a bajillion times. Like, if I was to count, I've seen Glassjaw a lot, like, I'd say almost 20 times over the years. Wow. Damn. um just living in new york and but like yeah. they're one of those fans i mean they don't always there's a lot large periods of time where they didn't always play shows but like any any secret shows in new york mm-hmm. or long island or even jersey i've gone like out of state to see them i fucking love that band i love them live and yeah seeing them in 2017 fucking crush it at a uh, saint vitus just like a tiny yeah. bar i was just like this is so good and so unique man i think that's why what i really love about that music is it's like you can put them in that in that genre, I guess, but uh, I don't know, especially Glass, show, It's like, fuck, man, so much of their shit. Even the new record, you're just like, what is this? It's so yeah. so different, and it's beautiful shit.
0: It's chaos.
1: Yeah, it really is. It's like yeah. that chaoticness, and then they make it so pretty. Uh, something I really love about that, and I try to bring a bit of that to synapses, definitely.
0: No, and that's obviously a good way to be. So I guess that kind of leads a little bit into you talking about you know being a front man now and just i remember you had talked about when you were dealing with GERD you know you're still dealing with it but when it wasn't as you know under control when you were working on vocals not doing the uncleans as much how did you really focus in and decide on how your vocal style was going to be now
1: um it was pretty much like sort of relearning like how to how i had already sounded um Mm -hmm. which you know I'm comfortable with I, 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 my voice is definitely different. And like I said, it's, it's definitely not for everybody, but um, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable with it and I like, I like it. I like that I'm different, but it was just, there was ways that I was singing and screaming that definitely weren't good. And it's more about like body awareness, like learning to sing more from your core and uh, okay. just do like better technique. I always tell people, friends of mine who are like uh, screamers
2: mm-hmm.
1: and vocalists and like, uh, you know, obviously like vocal, vocal hygiene and like drinking water is like it seems like like so simple sometimes where people forget, but like that's so that's so fucking important. No matter who you are, even if there's people out there who do have like way better stamina and they don't have like health problems to worry about, but it's like shit like that. Um, but also just like technique, man. I actually, at one point I I did work with uh this guy who was like a vocal teacher who um, oh. actually this this dude Alex Bondarev who's the fucking best from uh the band Conversing with Oceans and uh also oh, okay. a Moment's Worth in the Bronx yeah, uh, Alex is the fucking man. And uh, him and this other guy, John Black, put me in touch with someone who had basically like given them vocal lessons. And I only did like a couple lessons, but it was all about just like sort of stretching and moving your body and being like uh, more centered when you sing instead of just like shouting from your throat. It's very right. weird. And it's easy to like slip out of that in the middle of playing, especially when you're playing fucking guitar and stepping on like, bunch of pedals sometimes i'll realize halfway through a song like oh shit i've just been like yelling (laughs) but um yeah dude learning shit like that i always tell people in in our scene like a vocal hygiene but also literally go on youtube and watch the dude from poison the well sing because he's so good and his voice still sounds like like i know chino had like a lot of vocal issues at various times and obviously he still sounds incredible he's preserved his voice in his own way but it is different Yes. But uh Jeffrey, I think his last name is Moreira from Poison the Well. It's funny. I'm actually mm-hmm. staring at a giant Poison the Well tear from the red poster right now. That's right in nice. front of my desk in my room still. <laughs> so funny enough. Very I nice. like Poison the Well. But um that dude, watch him on YouTube, watch old videos, and it's just like when you see him live, every time he's screaming, his mm-hmm. like most of the time his back and like he's just squared up. He's his that's what I would describe as like good posture while singing ah, okay. you can just see it every time he does it he's like on point with it and uh i i assume he's like aware of that unless that's just like his natural style you know but um that's big man just like even the way you stand for me at least that was big and uh yeah singing from your core
0: do you have any issues you know after practice or after a show where you have to take like a certain amount of rest before your voice is fine or because yeah sometimes not so
1: much anymore thankfully like oh, i literally okay. just practiced and uh was like out past couple of days like honestly dude that's where i fuck up more than anything it's not even when i'm performing it's when i'm like out of I'm 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 uh some some folks may describe me as loud and a at times <laughs> so shit like that where i'm just like let me not be like yelling or you know over music at a sure. club or at a bar or at a show it's right. like um <laughs> shit like that when you don't re- or just anyone in general you know you don't realize you're using your voice all day i'm using my voice at work Uh a big one for me the past couple like winters is uh just like humidifying my room getting like a little oh, humidifier yeah. mm-hmm. is, is dope uh, <laughs> when like heaters come on and stuff like that right. in winter that's when i tend to uh lose my shit but really really do the uh, my, my buddy Joe from from Daily's Gone Wrong years ago, when I first started screaming, he was like, literally, if you're having vocal, like, tiredness or whatever, just drink water all the fucking time, like, the whole right. day. And I was like, okay, that actually works. So shit like that. But thankfully, um, I've figured it out a lot now to the point where, like, it's much better to the point where I can be fucking stupid sometimes. And, like, the week of shows, <laughs> I have to remind myself, like, all right, take it easy uh, with, you know, certain foods or overusing your voice or like um you know got a vape bro that's another one (laughs) fucking team vape dude there you go (laughs) (laughs) vapes are helpful you know shit like that not smoking not being around right little rooms with cigarettes and stuff like that so
0: oh that's yeah man
1: i've uh i feel i feel a lot more comfortable these
0: days um but i would say also you seem pretty plugged into the whole scene in the bronx and probably surrounding areas in new york as well So you seem to, and I'm guessing you go out to shows on a regular basis probably, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I try to be, man. I definitely wasn't for like a little while there. When I was younger, I was like all about it. Like I fucking loved it. I actually, I live like a few blocks away from uh, FLC, which is the first Lutheran church in the Bronx. And that was like, you know, one of those spots where it's it's funny to think about now because it's literally like a a church basement. But it's like a nice, it's like a nice little stage, nice little space. And, uh, yeah, when I was, like, 16, 17, that was, like, the fucking shit. I was, like, right. Friday, FLC. I was, like, oh, my God, it's going to be so great. And it was. I mean, the bands were amazing. Um, Bronx Underground was famous back then. And it's, it, it would have stood out even more now. We, like, i missed that shit so much because their lineups were so fucking eclectic, dude. It was, like, yeah. they would have the heaviest fucking bands with, you know, ska and whatever. You know, just... Mm-hmm you name it if it was a five band bill you're likely to get five completely different bands i mean right it, it definitely became more of like a hardcore scene at points because that's just the bands people were making but uh mm-hmm. yeah uh great fucking times then and then you know i went away to college for a while i was like in and out i was always you know living in new york it's the fucking shit i, I i'm spoiled when i uh i went to school in albany for a couple of years and albany has great great shows too and a great oh, scene wow. up okay. there as well but uh New york city it's like basically every tour comes right. through here or somewhere close True. so i will i do always um you know i'll buy tickets to whatever i think is good and in terms of local bands yeah i've really i've really been making an effort like the past couple years it's been a big part of me just like um just being like happier honestly it sounds crazy but it, it uh, i guess it doesn't sound crazy to someone like you who loves music and anyone exactly. who's a music lover it's like you stop yeah. going to shows for a while you kind of uh sometimes you have those gigs that remind you like oh shit oh shit this is the fucking best like you know uh, not not doing that definitely um had an effect on me that i maybe didn't expect at the time and then you realize later on like oh yeah this is this is what i fucking love so just going to shows um there's so many great fucking bands in new york long island right now like it's it's awesome so uh that too just trying to support like local folks and shit like that it was a good year for going to shows ian hates <laughs> <laughs> that
0: is true especially from what you're saying so you do seem to be pretty do-it-yourself with everything that you're doing and i notice for i've grown cold the album artwork for that is that the skyline that you normally get to look at or is that something else
1: um yeah so there's there's kind of like a a story there um it's you know obviously I'm I'm always in the city I live I live in the Bronx it's like uh, for me to get to the Lower East Side is like uh, on a good day like less than an hour train ride but uh, we're we're pretty far out here I mean the, the part of the Bronx we're in is like is is pretty unique or you know it's just like basically outer borough New York City where like I can you know I can hop on a train and be in Brooklyn in like hour and a half I can be in Midtown or like Upper East Side of Manhattan in like no time uh, which is cool. And I, I love the city, and that's always been a huge part of my life. And, like, the Bronx, obviously, too, and uh, hugely influential, definitely, as far as, like, shit that I write and shit that I write about. Um, so um, that that skyline, I mean, well, one thing that you, you also said in uh, your very generous Ian Hates episode, <laughs> whatever, interview that we should all go back and listen to, we should. Um, is you said something about uh, that we, uh, creating an atmosphere with the mm-hmm. art And uh, that made that also made me smile big because I was like, fuck, yeah, that's definitely super important to me. Um, I think very visually about the stuff and I'm always like grouping songs together in my head. Like with the first record, um, some of those songs were probably written years before we even recorded them. Mm -hmm. But then a few were written maybe even a couple months leading up to the shit. So it's not necessarily like there's songs on I've Grown Cold that we already had when we recorded the first album it's just more about the vibe um and how they fit together and even the theme that they're actually about Mm -hmm. um so i definitely had that first album's artwork in mind i was like it's gonna be blue it's gonna have that view um the cover of forgive i took that photo and that's literally if you're from the bronx you'll basically know where that's where that's at because it's a part of the bronx where you can you can see the skyline, but it's obviously far away. And in that right. photo, you like you can make it out if you look that that is like the New York City skyline from far away from the Bronx. But there's like that bridge and, and clouds in front of it. And a lot of that record is about like kind of growing up. It is a lot of looking back. And it's, a lot of it's about shit I went through when I was a little bit younger and just being from here. And um, it kind of tells a story for some of it. And then a lot of the songs, like the song Skin is, is literally about Somebody later, me, basically, in the present, looking back on what basically the first half of that record is all about, ah, okay. and sort of feeling disconnected, feeling out of the loop, um you know, also being from the Bronx and being like, you know, um you know, just people who maybe don't get as many. I'm, you know, obviously, i'm I'm super uh, lucky for everything I have, but like it's just different when you know people uh, who grew up in Manhattan or grew up wherever, and you know they're they're sort of taken care of, and you're around people who are really struggling and feeling like fuck like there's so much talent in the Bronx there's so much shit out here Mm -hmm. and it's all just kind of like forgotten about a lot of the time which 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 does fucking suck and uh, I do definitely have like a chip on my shoulder about that shit um so that was kind of the 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 visual concept for forgive was a lot of that um but then I've grown cold I knew I wanted it to be a photo of right up in the city like Mm -hmm. I was picturing something where I was like you know was smack in front of a building um from a rooftop view and funny enough my my friend angel velasquez who's the he did the the photo that's ended up on the cover um he just took that randomly and it's like it's like a specific angle that looks a lot like the view from a place where i I spent some time like downtown a lot like on this Um, one rooftop like everything about it even like the colors was like all there and i literally saw that like scrolling on instagram one day and i think i hit him up like immediately it was like dude (laughs) we can we use this we have to fucking use this so i did like um the uh like the layout for this new one but that that photo is all is all angel man and it's just it's crazy how perfect it is and uh right that's sort of part of that is like i've grown cold is a bit more about like now being like you know in your mid-20s in new york experiencing certain things and uh how it affects you and um yeah just sort of more of that vibe of like less disconnected but more i guess pissed off (laughs) and cold uh particularly which is not a good thing by the way that's not really like you know the meaning is sort of like why why are we feeling this way culturally uh myself everyone i know it's like you're so used to um shit just happening you hear about some horrible tragedy on the news and it's like okay well i gotta fucking go like i was i was in new york city like that i mean this is not to like freak anyone out like shit like this does happen um mm-hmm. but i was i was literally like pretty much on the train uh recently there was you know there was just some uh bomb threat at like penn station right and i was like well fuck i need to get to queens right now so what the fuck am i gonna do um you know everything was fine thankfully i don't think uh anybody got hurt They, but it was right. one of those things the alert went out and he's just like shit dude like um why am I kind of used to this at this point? It's not good. Um, right. So that's the, that's the thing. If I've had people already say to me, like, dude, it's fucking rad. To, like, you're cold. <laughs> <And> I'm like, <laughs> I mean, cool, man. But like, that's not really a, that's not yeah. really what I was trying to say. And I guess it's that's like your crossfade point, all of a sudden. Rambling. <laughs> it's what I do, man.
0: Oh, uh, you missed my terrible joke. So I'm glad about that. Oh, did um, I miss
1: it? Wait, what'd you say? No,
0: you got to repeat it. Uh, I, made a, I made a crossfade reference. Oh, dude, crossfade reference,
1: shit! I didn't even—I wouldn't have caught it. Not gonna lie.
0: <laughs> that song was so popular, and it's so bad. Whew. All right, good, dude. If, to you, if you're that.
1: gonna go for like uh, like a Godsmack reference, then yeah,
0: sure. But crossfade, no, man.
1: No, I don't know. I probably wouldn't know the song. But uh, yeah, dude, that's a that's a lot of what. Um, weirdly, you know, it's not like I, I definitely um. I'm exposing how much of a fucking pretentious douche I am about <laughs> this shit, uh, in a lot of ways, but just being like, yeah, I think about like the, the vibe and the colors and like the art, but I, I do, man. Like that's definitely uh a... and I think you should approach shit that way. I think you know, there's right. a bit of like punk rock guilt. And uh, a lot in me, and in like a lot of musicians to be like to even call like what I do like quote unquote art. Sometimes I'm like, dude, dude shut up, man. But like, <laughs> yeah, I, I think of that stuff, and I already dude, I know exactly what I want the visuals to be for the next record. Nice, uh, which is basically written, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I'm all into that, and that'll be like I, I see the first album was definitely like a, like half of a concept record, mm-hmm. uh, which is it's been really cool to have certain people come up to me who heard that album and they completely like they'll they'll ask me like is it this and they just like completely get it nice. and it's like they figured it out i didn't even have to tell them which is which is awesome obviously i don't mind talking about my own like shit but uh <laughs> you know whatever it's it's this uh so that album is basically the first like four or five tracks are like about one thing which is basically mm-hmm. like a breakup album and like forgiving right. and going from basically the beginning of meeting someone to finding yourself and then you know the end, which is the, uh, acoustic track on that song, on that album, uh, sippy cup. Right. Um, and after that you hear the sound of a door closing, which is basically like that's closed and then the rest of the records about sort of other things and certain, you know, still relating back to the past basically. And then I've grown cold. It's just kind of uh, there's no like uh, through line to it as aside from like basically the theme of the, the album title. And uh, it's kind of just about various shit. Um, but the next record is 100% like a whole, I guess, concept and nice. sort of a story in there and, and all that shit. I love that, man. I'm a big, uh, I love, I think it's great. Like when you define a song meaning for yourself, I think that's like one of the coolest things. But then it's also cool to know, like, this was this person's like intention and, uh, they really wrote out like story. Like right. Coheed will have a song that's like, to me, maybe brings me back to like, uh, I don't know something I went through or a breakup, but then I'll find out that the coheed song is about like a space wizard, you know. <laughs> but it still, it still has that meaning to me, so it's 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 dope. I love shit
0: like that. Right. And you actually beat me to it because I was gonna ask you if the next material you were writing was gonna be a full concept album. So that's very cool. Yeah. And kind of on that note, now I understand why you have the acoustic track. You know, for Forgive, which was Sippy Cup, I know why it's placed there on that album. But do you think about that as well, because you want to be so precise and because you're looking ahead to your music? Like for I've Grown Cold, you've got the acoustic track Castaway. Do you ever decide, like, okay, this acoustic track should be here or here based on the flow of the album?
1: Oh, 100%. I okay. mean, uh, the, I'll, I'll be honest with you. If we had uh, more money, we would have done I've Grown Cold full length. Um, we have like a few more tracks mm-hmm. that'll probably still turn up, uh, maybe on another like heavier EP at some point, or we'll see. Okay. But um, yeah, definitely. Um, with Ivory and Cold, it's not there's not really like a story there, but there definitely is like a shift from like uh, the first three songs sort of being about my life to then Castaway being about like a person, and then uh, the last two songs are I guess a bit more uh, about stuff that's going on uh i don't want to say they're like political but it's just sort of like the way i feel about the current state of uh culture and uh the united states as a as a country and as a as a government um yeah i, th- I think about that and i i of so I, I could tell you probably almost hundred percent that the next record will have like a bunch of songs and then an acoustic track in the middle and then yeah, yeah probably All change right. in some way because i just like that flow
0: Exactly. And that's kinda of where I was getting to. But then also, what a great segue. Sean, let's talk about politics. <laughs> <laughs> we do I'm, not uh, have to do that.
1: I'm afraid. No, it's you know, whatever. We're definitely not like a, I wouldn't consider us like a political band, but we all have uh we're all adults, we all have uh opinions, we definitely talk about shit. But I think we pretty much have uh fairly uh standard political beliefs right for people our age just uh trying to figure shit out such a goddamn mess right now and uh, i definitely have had like uh pretty intense uh discussions with friends and people just even out at like bars uh, in the past year to the point where i never want to become a person who's like oh let's not even get into politics because i think that's fucking clearly not like the answer to anything and it's it's easy for you know, someone like me to just say like, Oh, I don't, you know, I don't really get into politics because I'm not as affected by certain issues as like other, other people in other circumstances are. Sure. But, uh, yeah, let's not, (laughs) no, 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 but (laughs) maybe next, uh, maybe next podcast.
0: Oh yeah. We could easily have a whole thing. I (laughs) I will say, um,
1: not, not that this is even like necessarily a bad thing again. Um, it's it's good that, uh, people are definitely, um, trying to be more conscious and more uh, responsible, in both the country and definitely in the music scene Mm -hmm. um but it seems like there's a bit of a tone now where it's like if you don't completely agree with um certain aspects of like people on the left you just get i don't know like it's like uh i am basically i would still say i'm definitely like a very anti-war liberal person Mm -hmm. but uh it's almost like like I talk about Ian in our song, no. <laughs> but it is like you can't make mistakes anymore. You can't. You can't right. even work your way to an idea, and be a little bit wrong before somebody is already like basically uh, dehumanizing you and telling you yes. that you know you should shut the fuck up, which is fair.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's fair for them to say what they want, but it should also be fair for you to say what you want.
1: Yeah, it's only on both sides, you know. And yeah. I, I hesitate to tell any liberals, especially friends of mine, who are like
0: you know, uh,
1: gay or lesbian or people of color or women or for to, to, to be like, Oh, you know, calm down or like, you know, cause right. people have every right to be, uh, you know, incensed right now. Um, and right. it is a scary fucking time, dude. So, um, uh, I guess that's kind of is where I'm at. And that's, that's part of the, uh, the theme of, uh, our last record a little bit. It's like, fuck, I don't fucking know, <laughs> Right, you know, I'm certainly not saying I, I have any answers and I'm, I'm just trying to be as open hearted and open, uh, trying to be a better listener and just, uh, see what the fuck we can do in the next like couple of years and,
0: uh, you know, right.
1: try to be as understanding as possible in this crazy, crazy fucking time. Exactly. I'll say I loved, um, I listened to a bit of your conversation with, uh, is, it, is his name Garrett from uh, silent planet?
0: Oh yeah. Garrett Russell. Yep.
1: Dude, I gotta say, I'm, I'm fucking a loser who just listens to around the fur <laughs> by Deftones over and over. So there's certain bands that do fly, you know, under my radar. And, uh, mm-hmm. That was one where, dude, oh my God, that record like I pretty much just i I had heard of them, but I uh, just got so into it, and his lyrics are fucking incredible, dude, just hearing hearing him be so honest with you was cool right. because I feel like uh you know rightfully so, artists are a little more to themselves right now because to be completely open, especially as a young artist, especially as a newer band, it's like uh. Yeah, I just don't want to be misconstrued ever and uh, for people to think that, you know, whatever, you know, it's easy to uh, to throw a negative moniker on somebody nowadays, having not actually really spoken to them or heard their full like political uh, bent. Right. Um, right. Yeah, but it's cool. Next podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, we'll definitely do that for sure. That's really one of the biggest reasons why I love doing this show is not only do I get to find out all of the behind the scenes stuff of, you know, music that I love, but then also just to have those open discussions and have like a long form discussion about whatever comes up. That's what I love doing.
1: It's so important, dude. And like this medium uh, podcast, I've, I've gotten much more into listening to podcasts in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ian Hate subscriber. What, what up? What oh, up? yeah. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, because I commute like to and from work and shit and just <laughs> like uh, there's so many great podcasts. And it really does. I mean, uh, hearing someone in this type of medium is such a different thing than like what you get nowadays, which is like a quick headline, quick soundbite. Mm-hmm. And, right. um, you know, sometimes rightfully defining that person as as having fucked up or having said something or but a lot of times not and it seems like the media especially is like so just down to fucking post whatever shit is gonna get you know cause a bunch of drama completely misconstrue it and people are so like you know myself included fucking busy and distracted and you know fucking whatever you want where it's just it's easy to just see a quick headline and just immediately make an assumption actually hearing somebody talk I'll, I'll I'll give you a perfect example is like um i listen to like a lot of different podcasts but occasionally uh depending on like what guest it is i'll listen to like you know obviously joe rogan is like one of the most oh yeah and he's great he's great at what he does Absolutely. when he has like a good guest um i'll always like check it out um but someone like billy corgan who i'm obviously i already said i'm a huge fucking billy corgan fan but even i was kind of like I think unfairly so after listening to that podcast, I almost felt bad because I was like, man, like, yeah, Billy Corgan has been like a dick and he has like opinions that like I may disagree with. But when you hear him actually just talk and share his like uh, his, you know, personal experience in a, in a, in an environment like that, um right. it really did make me go like, wow, like um,
0: perhaps I've been too hard on old Billy Corgan. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that does happen quite a number of times. I think that's why people do enjoy those long form podcast interviews.
1: It's important, man. I've been thinking a lot about that recently. Like, um, when's the change going to come when like politicians and, uh, people in that world actually do have to sit down and it's not going to be some like CNN fucking shit where it's clearly like the most produced, you know, to the point where, um, it's pretty much common knowledge that Hillary Clinton had the debate questions in a few of those, uh, primetime debates oh, i mean i'm sure. pretty sure that came out with you know, you know not not to state anything i i i will i will admit openly i'm, I'm a hillary voter i've become a bit more um you know disenchanted with all that right. uh this year but uh, even just knowing that it's like yeah what the fuck like um if you are if you do believe the things you say and you are an open honest person who wants to govern and be a public servant which is what you are um why not sit down and fucking do a three-hour podcast hey smoke a joint with joe rogan then we'll find out <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> you are really saying or you know maybe not joe, joe rogan is maybe a bad example but you know maybe just Martin doing Aaron. something in this right. sort of form where you get to hear <laughs> but can you imagine hearing donald trump talk on a like openly just being an actual person i can't even picture what the fuck that would be like because what you get from him is so different and it's so right. gross it's fucking any human being with a fucking normal you know, take on the situation and just looking at a person like that, you go like, What the fuck, dude? Like you're not you're not I don't feel any sort of communication here. I just feel like this guy is like whatever, you know, he's he's a fucking actor. He's a liar. Right. And uh you don't really get to do that on a podcast. You get to ramble incessantly like I do.
0: (laughs) No, hey, let me tell you right away. Donald Trump is listening. He is welcome on the show at any time. (laughs) Fuck yeah.
1: I would totally listen to that. Well a good example is like um I remember years ago with – uh, the fuck was his name? Uh, Was it John – it's not John Kerry. Is it John the McCain? other dude, uh, the the Mormon?
0: Oh. Oh, you know, uh, Mitt Romney? The Mormon. <laughs> Mitt
1: Romney, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the well, okay, there we go. Mitt right. Romney, in his concession speech to Obama, I remember, like, he was just, just like, a totally different dude. He was, like – the whole campaign, he was, like, I am Mitch. I am, like, you know, obviously acting very, like – republican Mm reagan-esque like robot and it was just like dude what what are you like you're (laughs) another one it was just like uh you you just make me uncomfortable right um but then yeah i remember in his concession speech he was like on stage he was very like loose he was just like talking and i was like where the fuck was this guy like i know you're like a wacky i would never vote for him but it's just still it's just like i don't know there's no certain candidates who can sort of walk that line and it's it's better it's we all gotta just admit that like dude every fucking obama admitted that he like smoked pot and like i guess did drugs at some point it's like yeah man like that was probably I mean, one of the smartest things he probably did in his campaign was just he probably knew that they had that info on him and he was just like yeah yeah I smoked weed in college duh like right. <laughs> what do you think um it's okay you know i don't want my president or my elected official to be like some fucking alien but obviously i want them to have their shit together more yes. than i do
0: so yeah I don't want to have to follow politics as closely as they should be following politics.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what's crazy. Is I'll, I'll have friends of mine who I, I'll say I, I do my best to be. Um, again, speaking from a, a position of being the person that I am, um, it's easy for me to like be like, "Well, fuck it." I know, I know, I know people in my neighborhood and people who I grew up with who are, who are straight up Trump supporters, and mm-hmm. I try to just have an honest talk with them and be like, "What do you What do you think this guy represents for you?" um you know and and that is that is something that i'll get a lot it's like well like trump doesn't know about i'm like trump doesn't know what fucking like libya is like that's bad and they'll be like well you don't fucking know anything i'm like i mean yeah but like i I know something and i'm not an elected official making massive geopolitical decisions at the drop of a fucking hat so it's just like uh i'm allowed to be an idiot (laughs) (laughs) i guess maybe that's the problem though
0: (laughs) i think the the issue always comes up it's like we don't need the extreme, like we don't need someone in politics that politics are their whole entire life. What we need is something moderate, someone who can see from lots of different angles and has a background in lots of different things. We don't need the extremes on either ends, and I think that's the issue, at least for me
1: yeah, it's so extreme right now that's what's so crazy, even you know I was um before he was like out of the running, I definitely um as far as my i think as an American and as a voter um which is something I am passionate about. It's like, I I understand when people are like, Oh fuck America. Like nowadays, because there our foreign policy in the past, you know, whatever amount of generations. And yeah, the state of things is pretty bad, but I, I, I am someone who's into history and into like the original, uh, ideals because I think they did kind of at least get it as right as you could, as far as creating a modern Republic and, and a democracy and leaving the door open where you can make changes right. through government to adapt and, and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. but um yeah as far as my personal just taking an honest look at the, all the people on the board and being like okay who aligns with me most it was bernie sanders for sure. sure and i was like i i i respect this guy i i agree with like most of what he's saying but even i was like um i almost wish i respect him for being like a sticking to his political beliefs for so long but even i was like i wish he was more of like a centrist right. when it came to uh economic policy or whatever cuz mm-hmm. i think he you know he would have you know whatever i don't want to get into it dude oh gosh
0: um, it's okay hey look we can stop the politics there that is fine no
1: nah, it's cool but yeah all the saying is like um yeah you you we do need people and i think obama i have my issues with um the way obama turned out but i was you know i mean oh, it was a hugely uh emotional moment being in new york city at the time i lived in brooklyn when he was first elected uh it was fucking beautiful man i mean right the energy of uh just Doing that as a country and him as like a moderate, even, even as just a leader, even people could argue, um, you know, obviously his actual policy and shit that, um, ended up happening under his, his governance. Um, you can't obviously blame that entirely on him, but, um, yeah dude as even just as a figure that's the point of a fucking president that's what donald trump doesn't understand he's like you won now you're supposed to like bring everyone together and say like this is what we are now as a country and he's done none of that and it's like that's that's what freaks me out almost the most at the top of everything else it's just like people are still so polarized like i understand in an election year people get very polarized but it feels like it's it's only getting worse and that that is a little uh frightening and uh right. yeah people have to find some common ground because it's a it's a beautiful world man it's a beautiful country everyone um there's no reason for people to be so um at each other's throats right
0: but what do i know ian
1: hates i know music
0: <laughs> i think you spoke from the heart there and i, I appreciate well, that's that what i do that's what you do <laughs> so yeah. i think that's a good place to leave that for right now i think we're going to revisit this in another episode we but, should,
1: we should. I'd be down I'd be down to talk more politics. I'm oh no. into it. I should I shouldn't fun, say yeah. like oh I don't care care, because I do. Actually my, my um uh my my brother and sister both have always worked in politics and they live in Washington. So Oh okay. Uh it's interesting to get their perspective on things. I don't always agree with even them on everything. And yeah, man, I mean um uh, I, I try to be a person who's always open and i've tried to learn the art Mm -hmm. of like let's not take this to a place where rhetorically we're being like really shitty to each other just because we know we disagree again easier for certain people to say depending on circumstance than others so i understand certain friends of mine who are very very passionate and involved in social justice and have lived in new york city their whole lives you know dealt with the nypd and other things where it's like you know again trying, trying to stay very moderate here because i think <laughs> right. you know uh people do the best job they can in a, in a position like that but yeah the the NYPD has historically been pretty it's intense man if you're growing up in some of these environments and you are like a person of color or just a poor person uh yeah dude there's there's clear harassment so i don't i don't sure. uh you know begrudge somebody for having maybe like a very extreme extreme maybe to me or to you view of things but to them it right. really is just like you know um yeah. Yeah. No, People get true. fucking angry when you fuck with
0: their shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they do. That's um, very true. Well, let's switch it around a little bit because we have been talking for a while and I did want to get to something before we, you know, say our goodbyes and everything. I know that you have an internship outside of music. And then also we talked a little bit about TV, we talked about Lady Gaga. What else do you enjoy outside of music? Books, movies? what do you normally like look forward to doing?
1: Oh, all sorts of shit, man. I mean, I'm, I'm such like a fucking, uh, nerd like that. Is, that is like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's funny. Like, um, you know, again, not it sounding it sound like a hugely pretentious art person, but it, this, this is who I am. So it's just, like, <laughs> I take influence from fucking everything, dude. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm huge into movies. Like I have like, uh, uh, some friends again, New, New York, man, it, it, it is the shit because right any independent film that comes out, um, you know, you can always go to shit like that. I'm really, I'm, I'm trying to be a better reader than I have been, but I, I I've always been a big reader and into yep. fiction and, uh, you know, big dork. I'm into fucking. I still watch a shit ton of like anime and just like Japanese nice. culture in general, like video yeah. games. Um, mm-hmm. I just think artistically and like visually, anything that's fucking out there and feels like a singular like thing that like
2: mm-hmm.
1: isn't like like I'll give a perfect example of shit I don't like is like dc movies and stuff like yes. that where it's like it's you feel like oh there was a boardroom that made this film right here right and then you know you go and see something you know why i can't think of like a great example that i've seen recently but uh something like i don't know the new blade runner or like x machina ah, where it's just right. like this is such like a fucking this is this dude's vision this is fucking incredible yeah i'm just i'm in awe of like uh, i think art is so fucking good right now like i try to mm-hmm. focus on like the positive of the current state of affairs in the world it's kind of interesting that like everyone's all doom and gloom um because of things like brexit and the trump administration which are legitimate fears but uh at the same time i'm like yo fucking new zelda was like really good (laughs) 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 which is bad again this is part of the apathy that i guess i'm trying to uh Ah, understand within myself and understand within other people and i don't i don't necessarily think it's like i don't i don't um i don't think you should necessarily you should maybe feel a little bad, but uh, I think a lot of people in our generation are like consumed by the guilt of being like in this fucking world, and uh, you, you sort of you sort of forget how to like enjoy like little things like that. I mean, I'm I'm right. I'm pretty like uh, I play I I play sports when I can, and uh, mm-hmm. I try to stay active, doing shit like that. And yeah, dude, I got a pile. Of comic books, right here. Nice. I got a bunch of shit. Motherfucking, right now, honestly, biggest priority in my
0: life in the next month is uh,
1: Dragon Ball Z Fighters is coming out. I don't know if ah, you're down yeah, with that.
0: I am actually,
1: dude. I'm a big fighting game guy, so uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Guilty Gear.
0: And oh, uh, sure, yeah, yeah,
1: hell yeah. The company that makes Guilty Gear made Dragon Ball Z Fighter fighting. Oh, game. really? And I played it. I played yeah. it at uh, New York Comic Con. They had, like, a demo station. Yeah, yeah. I actually waited online twice to play it and then play it again. <laughs> uh, like, the end of the day, it wasn't that long. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to play right. it again.
0: Oh, shit. But, yeah. So you would definitely recommend that one because I might pick that up.
1: It looks dope. I mean, I've been okay. I've been playing a lot of Tekken 7. I mean, I'm, I've been nice. pretty fucking busy. So it's like uh, I really want – I have, like, a couple games, like uh, – I just bought, it was on sale, I bought Horizon Zero Dawn, and it's just like sitting there looking at me, and I'm like, oh man, when am I going to have like five hours <laughs> to just play this for like a day? Right. But um, uh, recently it's been like come home from like work or like interning or like band practice, whatever, and then it's like, mm-hmm. I have like a nice like, you know, half hour, I'll just play like Overwatch or like Tekken, because uh, it's uh, quick and okay. it's fun.
0: Right. No, that's very true. Yeah, I have Final Fantasy 15 Fuck that yeah. I just can't oh, seem to get into
1: it's so good. I d- I never beat it. Uh, that's another one that I'm always like, "Fuck, I should go." But I definitely played that like, a good like thirty, forty hours. I'm a big Final Fantasy fan. And, uh, me too. That one made me happy because I just felt like they they were shitty for a while. And uh, fifteen yeah. is uh, It's definitely really good.
0: What do you think of Kingdom Hearts three? Oh, dude, are you kidding up. me, Ian? Okay, hey, I have. I got uh,
1: Looking at my Keyblade. Uh, <laughs> keychain right now it's sitting in front of you me I'm holding 10, it up too. this is not a video <laughs> podcast but trust me i'm holding a keyblade right I now do trust yeah you. it's pretty dope yeah i love um i grew up very into uh, my 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 dad actually uh, traveled a lot um as like an educator mm-hmm. and uh, he always had like cool like japanese art and chinese and just very interesting stuff and uh, I. i also think uh when, when i was a kid uh we didn't we never had like cable we never had like a good tv my dad wasn't about like uh the tv right until i was a little older but what we did have is videotapes and I, I, I really think my parents didn't realize or i guess they kind of knew but you know in the 90s it was like oh, it's cartoons who cares let the kids <laughs> watch the cartoons and we would be watching like akira and like fucking you
0: know, oh yeah
1: elf and liad and like all this like fucking crazy nice. anime uh which i just still think is like artistically um you know i get like people people like fuck around with me that i'm like such like a fucking dork still but i'm like dude at this point i just i look at it from the perspective of like is this original is this fucking dope is the like right. uh is the plot line good and like 90 percent of the time i mean compared to american shit i feel like uh japanese anime and also i've been really into korean films recently i don't know if you've ever oh, okay. heard of like a uh, bong bong joon ho who like made a yeah on the, the host and stuff like and, that. uh he, he recently made that movie oak that's on netflix it's like an english oh, movie yeah. but he directed it right dude he's he's incredible
0: very nice i might have to give that a look because i have not had a chance to yet
1: he's he's really just weird and i think no i'm pretty sure someone else directed old boy okay but i might be wrong about that he might have directed that i know he directed the host which is fucking fantastic like korean monster movie which i think is yeah. on netflix like uh yeah, shit like that, man. A lot, I have a couple of friends who work in like the city, like the film industry, and uh, mm-hmm. just, you know, I love, uh, still, I, I have so many friends where it's like, you have those homies who are like, uh, show homies who are into good music, and we always end up going to the same fucking shows, or like certain friends, or like my brother is always, when my brother's in town, he's always down to see some weird fucking, you know, Paul uh-huh. Thomas Anderson three-hour movie where right. okay. basically nothing happens, but I don't know. i love it dude uh yeah i mean i i tell people that a lot dude that's another thing like i definitely i dealt with a long period and still deal with you know certain degrees of depression and anxiety and uh, a big part of like in the past couple years you know um i think making this band and making the music it really did in a weird way that i didn't even expect Uh, it helped me kind of feel more like myself again but also just really almost it's like people don't think about it but like it takes some effort to really find the shit that you like right like movies music especially and people Mm -hmm. always always fucking complain especially about music that it's so bad in 2017 and i'm always the guy who's like no man like you just don't act like you don't have time to like just ask a friend go to a show like there's so much good shit out there um and stay inspired stay Stay loving the things that you love, cause it's not bullshit. It's not. It's worth. It's worth the most. You know. I think it's a. Uh, uh, just stuff is important, <laughs> and it makes me happy.
0: <laughs> right. Gets
1: me. Gets me through life with a
0: smile. You know. That's perfect, man. All right, man. That was perfect. Obviously, I really enjoyed hearing that. So. Let's kind of wrap things up. And what I did want to ask about, because I know you're constantly working, you're constantly doing shows. Do you have new music on the horizon?
1: Well, we definitely do, dude. Like I said, I mean, I have um, I have so many songs written, man, over the years. It's like, you don't even intend for this. But uh, before you know it, you have like so much shit. And uh, me right. and uh, Paul, our drummer especially, because he's, he's been around me and he's heard a lot of the songs. And now, you know, working with uh, Isaiah, and just figuring out, like, I in my mind have a pretty much a 10 song record um awesome. like mapped out in my head i have the mm-hmm. whole concept some of the, I'm, I'm really excited about it because some of the songs are like some of my older songs funny enough um but um yeah that's definitely you know we're figuring out right now what's the best thing to do because we did put out a lot of music in in like the course of two years you know right. full length and ep and we feel like uh you know i definitely want people to still check that shit out and um right you know give that sort of its chance we're going to play some shows we're going to try to do some little tours nice um and yeah dude uh, you know i'd I'd say probably sometime in the next year or two um we're definitely going to do like something smaller probably this summer maybe like a little uh two song thing or like a seven inch or even like a split
2: Mm -hmm. uh
1: and then yeah we have this whole fucking full length dude that i just am dying to do we're trying yeah, to figure yeah. out how we can do it right, either get, you know, some support from wherever, wherever, or do it mm-hmm. ourselves again. Um, but, yeah, I'm really excited about that. And uh, it's going to be a bit more uh, a bit more to the rock side, I'll say that. It's a bit All more, right. uh, I hope you like Weezer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what it <laughs> is, I mean, Weezer. I have okay. those influences too. And um, <laughs> I've always had songs that I thought were just more like, um, you know wouldn't have fit on I've gone cold. Wouldn't have fit on the first Mm -hmm. record. And uh, yeah, like uh, um, a lot of people who listen to your show will probably hate it.
3: No, (laughs)
1: no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But uh, it's definitely not um, as like, it'll have its uh, quote unquote heavier aspects. I'm sure. Sure. So yeah, it's a bit of that. I can say here on Ian hates that it'll probably be called uh, ruining you. Ruining you is the album title. Fucking two, three years too soon. So we'll see if that stands. <laughs> but uh, right now, that's uh, that's the
0: idea. Very cool. And then now you did mention little tours. Is there a chance that you're going to be making it up to Boston?
1: Oh fuck yeah, dude. Um, we nice. definitely we, we're we're planning on that. We were actually just we just had a band practice and we we're just
0: talking all about um stuff we want to do in like the
1: spring summer. Uh, absolutely right. we know a lot of uh cool bands out there uh mm-hmm. obviously we've we recorded with jay out there and, and right. uh, god willing we'll probably record our next shit with him as well awesome. um but yeah man we love boston i actually got to spend um we stayed uh out where, where jay is he's about half an hour out of the city mm-hmm. uh and that was really nice because it was kind of like more of like a suburban like a lot of space i was taking like long walks after we would practice <laughs> i mean after right. we would track and uh, that was really peaceful. But um, yeah, then I would I would go take like the train into the city, and I visited some friends. And I ended up I ended up staying in Boston like longer than I was supposed to. Actually, thank you, thank you, Jay Moss, for letting me stay in your home like an extra like couple days. Uh, you didn't have to. That was really nice of him. Nice. But um, yeah, because I was just like hanging with. And, Yeah, I fucking love the city, dude. It's, it's a great scene out there right now. Um, great fucking uh younger bands coming up similar style uh so it's cool man i feel i feel good about where things are at right now we have a great uh group of dudes in the band and uh it's always a great vibe um i feel good mentally i feel good physically musically and uh i'm stoked because there's just so much great music coming out of not only new york but like you said boston i mean long island is fucking crushing it and like yep it's funny, dude, I mentioned earlier how me and Paul were both basically coming out of, like, uh, the heavy world when we were making this band. Right. And even in, like, 2014, 2015, we were kind of like, who the fuck are we going to play with? <laughs> like, <laughs> we know, like, a few bands, but, uh, you know, it's interesting. I talk uh, with uh, my boy, uh, Nick, who's the singer of the band Gal. They're, like, mm-hmm. a New York, like Brooklyn, and Queens-based awesome uh, uh, band band. Uh, and we talk a lot about how, like, in New York City, it's, like, bands like Synaxes, bands like Gal, bands like our other our other friends uh Behind the Facade. It's, like, we're not quite, like, pop punk, but we're not, like, going to be playing, like, with, like, these more, like, I don't want to say, like, hipstery bands, but, like, that's sure. basically what they are. Like, you know, more right, indie right. shit. We can. We're always open to play with anybody, but we're, we're mm-hmm. kind of in our own weird space right now. Right. Um, where we don't really know what the fuck... It is, but I just see it, like you said, it's just straight up rock, man.
0: Right. Yeah. So, man, I am really looking forward to all that, obviously. So I'm going to have links in the description of the episodes so that people can pick up. I've grown cold and forgive and just keep up to date with everything you're doing. For right now, though, what's the best way for people to support you?
1: Fuck yeah dude thank you so much and I, I would say um you know for us and uh, any any bands that people hear about uh who are you know diy um you know sort of more underground bands um you know bandcamp is is good they 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 mm-hmm. definitely take take a bit off the top but uh that's fine sure. and like you know um buying music is always great i mean people people that's sort of uh, gone the way of the dinosaur but i'm a big fan of uh, Buying physical media, buying uh, you know if you like a record, listen to it on Spotify, and then if you really like it, throw it throw it on your iTunes, man. Pay right. pay fucking. Uh, I always say, and uh, I I think this is this is always gonna be true. I always think music is like the greatest value you could ever get because it's like I spent ten bucks on like Last Show, Worship and Tribute one time when I was like thirteen, and I've listened mm-hmm. to that album what like twenty million times. Ian <laughs> right. hates like I don't know. Right. So it's like how many hours of my life, how many experiences. Yep. Have I been able to enjoy through this music? You know, if you find a record that you really love? Like there's certain albums where it's like, I download like Kendrick Lamar's like to pimp a butterfly. And I'm like, this was 10 bucks, dude. <laughs> like, this is like, <laughs> this should have been a million dollars, but it's not, it's, it's music, dude. you pay a dollar. Right. You can get your favorite fucking song. So yeah, we're actually, um, I'm working on a, I'm going to put this in the podcast. So I actually go and fucking do it. I'm working on uh, setting up like an online merch store for us. Nice. So, yeah, we got shirts. And always, right. though, the best the best thing you could ever do to support bands is go to a fucking show, man. Right. Um, Buy some shit. Even just showing up is huge. And uh, stop complaining that music is bad if you don't yourself participate in it.
0: <laughs> That's right. That is absolutely right. Well, Sean, that was awesome. I know, obviously, we could continue talking, but I know you have to do some stuff. We're going to set up a whole nother episode at some other point where we just shoot the shit, and that's going to be a lot of fun. So, once again, I just want to thank you so much. Hopefully, everyone out there goes and checks out Forgive, and I've grown cold, and once again, man, thank you so much.
1: Hell yeah, thank you, dude. I appreciate, you know, shout out to people like you. You guys are fucking great uh, at what you do on the podcast, and uh uh apologies if I just literally just never stop talking. And, uh, <laughs> it's my I actually believe this is pretty much my first interview I've ever done, so I just Damn. ramble incessantly, but uh also if I said the word like and the word you know uh, <laughs> a thousand times my bad. But uh yeah, thank you anyone who's listening and thank you to Ian Hates man, you're the best.
0: Absolutely man, thank you so much. All right man, we'll talk soon. Would you be
4: you burn to a brilliant hand I can see it all through telescopes Be sad of me. 25 is the same old life, everything I'll never be. And I couldn't pull you out of my head. I couldn't pull you
0: Everyone, I am back. The track you just heard was Skin. That's from the album Forgive. Man, that was a really great conversation with Sean from Synapses Firing. Make sure you follow the links in the description of the episode to support Synapses Firing. Pick up Forgive, pick up I've Grown Cold, and go see them live. If you liked what you heard, you can also support Ian Hates by following the other links in the description of the episode. Thanks again to Sean for coming on the show can't wait to have him visit again definitely look out for new music the final track we're going to play is mistakes off i've grown cold and i will leave you the way i always do long days and pleasant nights thanks everyone